Welcome to Benefits, What, Like It's Hard? The podcast that breaks down the truths and misconceptions about all things benefits. Not only do we talk about what you should know about the benefits offered to you through your employer, but we also tackle topics on physical and financial wellness. I mean, come on, what more could you want from a podcast? Join me, Libby Allison, each week to hear from people just like you sharing their own experiences and experts giving us the inside scoop on the information we need to be successful. Hi, everyone. Today, we're going to be kicking off an open enrollment series. Um, There are going to be three episodes that are strictly focused on open enrollment, what you should be thinking about and some things you may need to know. In the past, we've done some open enrollment podcasts that have been more general than what we're gonna focus on this year. So I encourage you to get a baseline, to go back to those podcasts, understand the basics of open enrollment and all of the things you should be thinking about, and then come back to these podcasts so that you can start to understand some of the nuances that you may need to navigate through when it comes to open enrollment. This is also the first podcast ever that I'm going to fly solo on, so you'll just hear from me today. I'm really excited about this. Um, I've been a little nervous, which is why I haven't done this in the past, just out of fear of, you know, it being not as exciting because there's not another voice on the podcast. So I'll be interested in hearing all of your feedback. Leave comments on what you think about, you know, one person versus having more than one voice on the podcast. Rate our podcast so that we understand which, um, you know, how you're feeling about this podcast and let us know if we haven't hit on any topics that you want to you wanna hear about. But I'm excited to be here with you guys just by myself, and I hope you guys are too. So I mentioned that we've talked about open enrollment on a more general level in the past. This year, I wanted to break down through our podcast some of the things that we notice people struggle with when it comes to some of the nuances that open enrollment can bring. And so specifically today, I'm going to talk about what you should be thinking about if you're navigating more than one open enrollment period. Some of you may be looking at your phone or your car radio or whatever you're listening to this on a little with a little confused face because you don't know what I mean. What do you mean two open enrollment periods? Most people work for one employer and have one open enrollment period per year. But there are many scenarios that could come into play that would make it so that you have more than one open enrollment period that happen in a year. That first One of those scenarios is if you're moving jobs or you're a new hire at a company. So you'll have that new hire period where you need to make an election on your benefits. And then most likely, you'll have to go through open enrollment and you'll kind of do it all over again. So you might need to navigate both open enrollment periods that way. Maybe you're about to turn 26 or you just had a qualifying event. And while this this technically isn't an open enrollment, you may need to go in and follow the same process that you would during open enrollment to make elections. And then you have an open enrollment coming up later in the year that you need to also go in and make those same elections. And the last, the last scenario for why you would 
maybe have more than one open enrollment period is if you're married and you have an, an open enrollment period with your employer and your spouse has an, an open enrollment period with their employer. And you need to understand some of the things that you should be thinking about as you're navigating through both of those open enrollment, open enrollment periods. So let's start with the new hire scenario that I just mentioned. Anytime you start with a new company and you are benefit eligible, you're going to have to go through this period of learning what your company's benefits are, how you enroll, um, and you know, kind of comparing that to what you currently have before you moved to that job. So you will go through that process, and depending on when that happens during the year, that could happen prior to your open enrollment for that year or after your open enrollment for that year. But in most cases, you're going to have to do both. You're going to have to make your new hire elections and then also go in at open enrollments and make your election there. So the first thing I would say when you start a new company is to get familiar with when their open enrollment happens so that you are totally up to date on what you need, what you need to do and what you need to be looking for in the future. Because let's say you get hired in May, but your company's open enrollment is in October. You're going to do your new hire open enrollment in May, and that will go into effect sometime, you know, in the near future after May. It depends on how your, your company's plan works. But so your benefits for your new hire stuff will go into effect then. But then when open enrollment comes, there are some new hires that make the mistake of, well, I already made my elections for the year. I just want them to roll over, so I'm not going to do anything at open enrollment. Well, keep in mind that more and more companies are requiring active enrollments, which means that you have to go in during open enrollment and make an election, whether that means you are electing benefits or waiving benefits. And if you don't go in or don't elect any benefits, then all of your benefits will be waived. So you will not have any coverage once that renewal period happens. So some new hires, again, will, they'll make that mistake because they already made their benefits. They just want to keep everything the same since I, probably not much has changed in that short amount of time between new hire period and open enrollment period. But you may have to go in and do both. So just make sure that you understand what is required of you around your new hire period and your open enrollment period. And then the, when you are making elections during each of those periods, it's really critical to understand when the benefits that you are electing go into effect. So if you are making an election in May for, we'll just use the example of medical coverage. So let's say you elect medical coverage in May, you need to know when that's going to go into effect. And then let's say you're making your election in the October timeframe, but that doesn't go into effect until January. Just keep in mind that if you're making changes, you know, sometimes it's not about when you make the election, it's about when it goes into effect. You could make an election in October that doesn't go into effect until, until January. So you'll remain on the plan that you elected in May during your new hire benefits, but you get to decide again in October what your plan is going to be starting in January of the next year. 
So I think the biggest thing when, when dealing with new hires is the timing of it all, making sure that you understand what you need to do and when it goes into effect. Let's talk about those of you who are turning 26 soon. When you're turning 26, it's almost exactly the same scenario that I just talked about with new hires. You need to understand the timing. You could turn 26, so I'll just give you myself, for example. I turned 26 in October. My birthday's in October. So for most people, that means that open enrollment is also happening at the same time. What does, you need to understand what does that mean? Do I need to submit a qualifying event and do I need to go through open enrollment? Will it all run concurrently? Just make sure that when you hit the point of turning 26 that you are very educated on everything that's needed to make that change. And you also understand when open enrollment is and when that's going into effect. And this is especially important for those of you who are turning 26 because most likely you've waited until you're 26 and this is your first open enrollment period where you're going through and making your first elections for the benefits that you are going to have for yourself. You're not on your parents' plan anymore. So just make sure you're asking all of the questions that you need to ask to HR so that you can be as successful as possible at open enrollment. The other scenario that we talked about is if you and your spouse work for separate employers and you have separate open enrollment materials. Now this is something that I also can relate to because I just recently got married um, and some of my benefits are on my employer's plan and some of my benefits are through my husband's plan. My open enrollment happens in June every year and they go into effect in July. My husband's open enrollment happens in October, November timeframe and everything goes into effect in January. And so I have to think about how I'm navigating both of those open enrollment periods now when we are making benefit decisions. So at open enrollment, I looked at our benefits, or I'm saying our, at open enrollment, I looked at my benefits, compared them to my husband's benefits at the time, and just made sure that the current way that we are using our benefits and what we're enrolled in, we wanted to stay the same. Now, when his open enrollment happens in the near future, in October and November, I am going to tell my husband that I need to see his benefits and we're going to revisit everything. So I'm going to pull out my employer's information, I'm going to pull out his employer's information, and we're just going to revisit that all of that still makes sense for the both of us because open enrollment is when you're going to see changes on your plan if there are any. So first things first, identify when the open enrollment periods are and when the benefits that you were electing during open enrollment go into effect. There's one important note here that most people are not aware of, and that is that while it's an open enrollment period for your company and you can make changes to your benefits at your company, 
So in my husband's case, when his open enrollment happens in October, November timeframe, that is the time for us to make changes to the benefits that we have through his employer. That is not the time that my company has set for me to make changes to my benefits. So while I'm going to take the time to look at his benefits and make sure that what we have still makes sense, just because we make a change on, the, on his plan does not mean that we can make a change on the plan I get through my employer. For example, let's say I am on my own medical plan, Trevor is on his own medical plan. Let's say that we look at my medical plan and his medical plan at this open enrollment and decide that now, based on what his employer, his employer has rolled out, it makes more sense for us to move to his plan or my plan. If we decide to make that move, so if for some reason I decide to go on to his medical plan, there is a possibility that my employer will not allow me to make a change to my benefits, meaning I would have to stay on my plan and be covered on his plan. Now there are rules that employers can set that allow for a spouse's open enrollment to be a qualifying event for the employee to make changes to their benefits with their employer. That is not always the case. So as you're looking at benefits and you're navigating these two open enrollment periods, I would make sure that you understand if you can even make a change outside of open enrollment if it's your spouse's open enrollment. That rule only applies in some cases. So you'll have to be really smart about how you navigate making those benefit changes. And it is possible that you, would, you will need to have double coverage. So it is possible that if it made more sense for me to go on to Trevor's plan that I would have to wait until the next open enrollment period to come off of my company's plan. You have to weigh that option and I would have to know that I need to be enrolled in two plans for a long period of time before I can actually come off of the plan. So really, you just need to make sure that you understand the nuances of when you can make a change to your plans when it comes to navigating two open enrollment periods, when you need to make elections and when you don't need to make elections, and the timing for when everything goes into effect. Bottom line here when it comes to navigating two open enrollment periods is to ask questions of your HR team, whether that be you know, a qualifying event and then an open enrollment period and you need to work really closely with your own HR team to understand what are all of the things you need to know to help you navigate that situation the best, or make sure you take the time to sit down with your spouse to understand the benefits that are being offered, what the timing is, what the rules are around that, and how you can really best maximize both of the benefits that are being offered to your family.
it's so important to make sure that you're having that conversation with your spouse. I think that's, you know, one other plug I'll just give is that when it's your when it's your company who's offering the benefits to you, you don't necessarily think to connect the dots back to the other people who are enrolled on your plan all the time. I'll see that there are benefit decision makers in the family who don't have all of the information that they need to actually make the benefit decisions because they aren't the employee at that company. So, you know, when you know that your open enrollment is coming up, if you aren't the benefit decision maker, make sure that you're having those conversations with your spouse. Make sure that you pull any of the emails HR sends you. If they have recorded presentations, make sure you're pulling those. Any information that you can give to the benefit decision maker in your household will be helpful to you in the end to make sure that you are as successful as possible in navigating these two open enrollment periods. Well, that's all for me today. Um, the, next, the next podcast that we're going to be covering on open enrollment is around health savings accounts and flexible spending accounts. There are a lot of nuances around this that are very important to know at open enrollment, and I highly recommend if you are thinking about moving to one of these accounts or if you are looking at your options and you just want to know more, this will be a great podcast to listen to so that you can make sure that if you are switching between accounts, you're doing it in the best and the right way. So tune in next time. Thank you, everyone. You can find more educational resources available on our Twitter and Instagram. So be sure to follow us at Haran1948. And if you could subscribe to our podcast, we would love that also. And you'll get notified whenever we have new episodes. Thanks for listening. See you next time.